Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well here we are again starting all over again um, this is going to be interesting because i think for the first of our runs and i think this is about our fifth go at it sixth go at it towards the end I in new who the eighth, mate. is it the eighth yeah. oh, okay um towards the end new who we were going upwards weren't we we were um, we, we had a little a little spike didn't we we really enjoyed um robert of sherwood yeah we thought oh that's good um 13, a new episode of 13, that'll help us, and it was pants. Yeah. Um, but now we're into into Billy Bob, and we're a back, and uh, yeah, this was one you'd never seen. Nope. I always nope. like that when that happens. Nope. I've, as I said last time, the only thing I know about it is that you've got these uh, one-eyed creatures, and yes. I, I've seen a clip on one of the documentaries about Doctor Who where one of them is just teak gesticulating madly I know yes. what scene that's in and I've made a note <laughs> my notes about what that scene is and that's all I knew and I knew it was called the Ark that's all yeah, I, I know I think this is quite a I won't say it's an unknown one but it's it's a lesser known Hartnell you never really you never really see anything about it or anyone enthusing about it um, which is a shame because I, I think it's a it's got problems but it's it's a nice little story it's a very enjoyable little story yeah, I th yes, and I think it's helped me that I didn't know anything about yeah. it because uh, one of these um, endings, uh, episode endings, is yeah. I think one of the, uh, the most cliffhangery, um, fantastic Doctor Who uh, endings I've ever seen. But, is that uh, the uh, episode two to episode three? When yes. You think it's finished? Yeah. Uh, can you imagine what that must have been like watching it as a viewer at the time? Because obviously there was no. You didn't know about listings, and there'd already been like two episodes at stores. Yeah. So I can imagine someone watching it getting to the end of episode two and going, "Well, that was a nice little story. I like that. Enjoy that." And then the shock of, "Yeah, boom, we're back." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very, a lot of first in it. A lot of very. I was um, very impressed. Forward thinking, ahead yes. of its time stuff. Yeah, yeah. So let's go then. Let's go. You are reckless and stupid. Now you have gained only one thing. The death of another of your kind. Doctor, you and the girl will come with me. You stay here. Why? Where are you taking them? They will make the first landing on the planet Refusis. You will be held as a security for their conduct. We start off with all these exotic animals. We do, yeah. So episode one, the Steel Sky, bit of a giveaway. Um, but yeah, we we immediately because we're not used. With, there's this thing on on sort of BBC and British television, isn't it? That you're not used to certain things. You're not used to cars being damaged because that's quite expensive. You're not used to fire or water effects because mm -hmm. they're quite expensive. And you're not used to real animals. No, Normally, you... it's stock footage, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. yes, yeah. 
but this this is real and it, it's quite a shock when you sort of you see it you go oh, okay and then they the cast interact with it especially with the elephant mm. and it's like what the hell this was a this was quite an expensive serial and a lot of the money did go on this these animals for episode one mm. and uh, i there, there's a, there's a nice story where um, evidently hartnell wasn't enamored of this elephant he did not want to go near it called monica that, uh, is that it? Monica, name was monica yeah yeah, yeah. is that our monica Oh, oh, Monica. Mm. <laughs> um, so there they are, and yes. you know you're just watching it. There's animals, and then our adversary pops up. Yes, straight away. Yep. Um, no, none of this uh, showing a, a hand and then a foot and then a leg. No, nope, he just looked at the camera with his beady eye. What What was your initial reaction on seeing? Because you've seen you've seen photos. Yeah, I've seen this. photos, yeah. but I, I wasn't aware that the eyeball actually moved. Yeah, it's, it's quite. I mean. I don't think it quite works, but it's a clever idea. Yes. You know, it's just a ping pong ball in someone's mouth, and so exactly. they're moving it with their tongue. Yes. And and you rapidly do sort of forget that that's what it is, and then your brain will go, oh, no, hang on, it's a guy. I think it's really clever. I, I'm not entirely sure the wig's convinced to cover the rest of the head. You said Beatles when you were giving yeah. me clues. Do you think this is a, a, a reference to the Beatles? Because this is 66, so the yeah, Beatles are at so, their yeah. height, aren't they? Yeah, because you, you could actually buy these Beatles wigs, couldn't you? you could, these were like a piece of merchandise. And I'm wondering if they did just go out and buy a load of Beatles wigs. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I've seen uh, sort of costume designer interviews and that where I think it was definitely a Beatles sort of inspired look. But I'm looking at those wigs because... If the eyeball is where the actor's mouth yeah. is, that means his eyes are somewhere up in that wig. So I was always yeah. looking to see if I can see a gap. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't see anything because it must have been, it must have been very, um, sort of very cutting down their their peripheral vision, especially. And then, considering they can't move their legs particularly. Um, yeah, it must have been very horrible for the actors. Yeah, well, you say their legs. Um, and of course they're wearing this like rubber one piece yeah. aren't they this like body stocking almost and um, I think these monoids are one of those Doctor Who creatures where the top half works fi fine yeah. and the face works fine but then it's like um, what ones are they the the ones you like the William Hartnell ones the ones who have got uh, a wetsuit on and oh, flippers the, the, word, yeah. the word yeah. yeah the top half looks great but then you see the yeah. bottom half and it's like they run we, out of ideas yeah we get this so often with Doctor Monsters don't we where the, the the top is great and then the bottom I mean we had it with the Zabi mm -hmm. the mutants the, the uh, tractators yeah it's, it's like they can't quite do that foot thing that's the giveaway and also um, here, because it, they are wearing like basically a, a, yeah. a, a rubber stocking, um, that, that, that they're like waddling around, yes. aren't they? Yeah, it's not not the most uh, threatening of creatures. They couldn't run. Um, There's no. no way you would see one of them run. If, if one of them falls over, they've had it. They're like turtles, aren't they? They're mm. just not getting up again. Um, I love the fact as well that I mean, I don't know whether this is meant to be their skin and they're naked or whether it's a costume of it, but there's definitely zips up the back. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't think you're supposed to see that, and maybe no. in 66 you didn't. You, I don't think you would have done. I don't think you would have done. No. Um, the, the other thing that is super impressive about this story, other than the story itself, is um, the sets are amazing. Mm. I mean, there's only like two of them. 
but they've they've put all the money into them. I mean, the bridge looks great. The jungle looks. I mean, everyone goes on about like the uh, uh, Planet of Evil jungle. This is pretty good considering it's you know lime grove, done on a budget of four pence. Yeah, and you know, okay, you can see some folds sometimes, but the yeah. back the yeah. backdrops um, paintings aren't bad yeah. either. Yeah. Well, no, they're pretty good, and and there's quite a few of them as well, aren't there? They've really this is like the big sci-fi story for this season um and it, it, yeah it, it i think it, it deserves a lot more love than it gets i'm not entirely sure why it's not viewed as as sort of a bit better than it seems to have as a reputation uh, i remember I, I saw it first on um i think uk gold when they were showing it and uh, i i didn't know much about it other than like you say, the monsters were meant to be a bit ropey and all this sort of thing. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's always been a, a heart and all that. I will happily, I, I probably won't watch it as the first choice, but you'll see it on the shelf and you go, yeah, yeah, I'll give that a go again. Yeah, I haven't watched that for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the ping pong in the mouth idea, yeah. um, that was conceived by Michael Emerson, the director. Right. He, he, he come up with that idea, right? Fair enough. But apparently, in the script, they weren't called monoids. Oh. They were just called reptiles. Ah, and so they didn't. They, so they didn't have just one. I wonder what the original design was. I don't know. But Michael changed it to monoids. You know, because of their yeah, monocular similar, yeah. appearance. Fair enough. But very often, Stephen calls them monoids. Yeah. In in the show. So was he just going to say, "Oh, the reptiles"? It must have had a different yeah. name other than reptiles. Yeah. They, they must have done, yeah, they must have had another name. I mean, they're, they're saying about the script, there's, because this is the uh, the famous one that launched a thousand fan theories, despite copious evidence to the contrary that the TARDIS was, the black and white TARDIS was painted black, because at one point... Oh, somebody um, says a black yeah, ship, don't they? Yeah, you came from that black box, and it's a, it's a mistake. Weirdly, it's a mistake in the script, and the actor went with it. Mm. But I'm, su I'm surprised... I suppose this is the trouble with the filming at this point. They couldn't stop. Now, someone would, would have said, no, does it say black? No, it's blue, isn't it, obviously. Um, but I've seen theories where people are going, this proves that the, the original prop TARDIS was painted black. But, but there's colour photos of it. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, talk about picking up on... It's just, it's a mistake in the script. Can't blame the actor, um, but... Someone should have picked it up, but I suppose they just didn't care. It's like, what? They're not going to stop filming, have an edit, cost all that money just to correct one flub that no one's going to remember. Mm. Sadly, they didn't. They didn't plan on fans, did they? Uh, no, no. <laughs> the slavish fans. Yeah, the yeah. slavish fans. Um, yeah, with the the Tardis lands, um, quite an unusual sort of landing bit of film on this one, um, and then then Dodo comes out. Uh, dressed in a presumably meant to be a crusades type outfit, and it? it's it's quite yeah. fetching. It's alright. I think we're meant to um, um, uh, assume that this is um, Vicky's outfit. Vicky yes, had a, I think an so. outfit like that, but it's not. Apparently, no, it's no. not. No, she didn't wear it. I do love the doctor where he says, "Have you been foofling about in my wardrobe?" That was uh, one of uh, old Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder what originally was meant to be. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, and then she immediately sneezes. 
Yes. And, and of course, I don't know anything about this. So you picked this up straight away. And it's like, aha, yeah. this is going to be like um, um, First Men in the Moon. Yeah. They brought the common cold to this place, and, and that's going to be the problem. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of right, wasn't I? Yeah, because yeah, you, you, uh, you, you spoke to me and said, um, this is what you think it is. And it was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, you were kind of right. It didn't quite go down that way. But yeah, it's... I mean, it was probably an old trope, but even by then, because what was um, first Men in the Moon was what uh, eighteen ninety-eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's also reversed. It's uh, War of the Worlds, isn't it? Yes, yeah, you know? that as well. Another um, HG Wells. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Talking of archaic things, um, Dodo thinks this is Whipsnade Zoo. Yeah, now this is weird because I thought, bloody hell, I haven't heard the name Whips yeah. Whipsnade Zoo for for many a, a year. But I didn't realise it's still going. Is it still going? By God, because I remember that from school. We used to yes. have school trips to Whipsnade Zoo. Yeah, there was Chessington Zoo. Yeah. And there was Whipsnade Zoo. Yeah, Ch- that- Chessington we never went to because I think it must have been more expensive. Right. Um, it was this, and you might, if you were, if you were like in one of the top classes, you might get to go to London Zoo. Mm. Very rare. Yep, no, it's still going, it's um, still going just well. outside Luton. But I've, I, you'd never hear about it, do you? you never no. see adverts for it at all or anything. I think zoos are just—I don't know—they seem to be old, old hat now, don't they? I can't—I always feel sorry for the animals when I go to zoos now. Yeah, we've got um, Howlett's and Port Lim down yeah. here, but they are conservation places. Yeah, you know, much they, better, yeah. Yeah, they, they they raise the animals and then uh, move them back to the wild, which yeah. is commendable. You know? I, yeah, I think so. I, it's, we we went to a zoo when we were in Spain a few years back, probably ten years back now. And we went to a zoo there, and the animals were just so sad, like mm. tigers pacing up and down in a tiny sort of yeah. cage. It's just, oh, I just, I don't want to see animals like that. No, no. As I say, the two down here they are commendable. Anybody yeah. out there listening who might be down in the Kent area and and fancies going along to Port Lim, you'd like the Port Lim one because yeah. they uh, that there's a heavy emphasis on cats. Oh, well, there you go. That's, every that's type of cat. Thing. But my, my my advice is never go there if it's a rainy day because the cats go sod this. I'm off. Yeah, they're not, so they're you, not idiots. You, yeah, don't, you don't see them. We wasted a whole day going along to see the cats and you couldn't see them because they'd gone into their little houses. You know. You should have come here, you could have seen my cat. (laughs) Alright, so she reckons they're at Whipsnade Zoo, just through there is like the cafe or whatever she says. Um, And we go to this courtroom where a guy is being uh, escorted by two of our monoids. Yes. And he's sentenced to miniaturisation. Yeah, this is a weird punishment, I think. Because this is a, again, a first for the show and, and quite a a sort of hard sci-fi idea. This is a generation ship, isn't it? This is mm. the, the the people that start it are not going to be the people finishing it. The, there'll be generations of time. So to be frozen at the beginning and then woken up just before you get surely that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. I, it put me down for that. Um, so I'm not sure this is a punishment as such. No. Um, unless you're, I, I don't know. Unless you're aware of time. What for seven hundred years? Yeah, it'd be boring, wouldn't it? It would rather. Um, this yeah, this set, this bridge set, court, bridge courtroom is it doubles for everything. It's a really nice set, very big. Yeah, I tell you um, what, I don't like is the miniaturization unit, which is basically yeah. a cupboard, an yes. open cupboard that he like kneels down in. Um, yeah, it's, to be um, shrunk. Yeah, it's it's done in the same way as the lift in the Daleks. Uh, this this they 
what, what now seems like a fairly simple thing you can do on your phone on a video, it was very difficult to do back then. So you had to, to overlay an image, you had to have either uh, a very light image over a very dark image, like uh, the web planet where they had the atmosphere density jackets. And then in this one, it's the same thing. So every, everyone moves out of the way mm. so that they can then overlay <laughs> that guy shrinking. And it's what, totally locked yeah. off, isn't it? Oh, 100% locked off, that camera ain't moving. What do you think of the outfits? Well, it's it's They're very skimpy, aren't they? Well, the the women's ones are skimpy, yeah. and there's a heck of a lot of knickers on show. Yeah. Um, but the blokes seem more covered up than the women. Oh, what a surprise! Yeah, the blokes get bigger pants. They do. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the women's one is it is it, it, surprising because it literally is quite a skimpy bikini with one of those anti-fly curtains that you used to get <laughs> in butcher. You know, yes. we used to have one when we were kids, like those plastic strips. Yeah, yeah, a fly screen sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, never, never used to work. No. I don't think that it bothered the flies one bit. No, they just um, flew between the gaps. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the uh, the costumes are interesting. And then we meet our, our half of our crew, because they change later on, um, and we meet the commander. Oh, <laughs> He's boy. Quite, He's my favourite character because he is barking mad. He's either barking mad yeah. or he's plastered. I, I, I yeah, can't make my mind be, yeah. up. You know? Yeah, he's he's off his tits on something, isn't he? <laughs> um, we, 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 we sort of theorised about this, didn't we? That is it because is it he was a renowned theatre actor but couldn't tone his performance down for TV? Um or what? Because he is weird. He is. Yeah. I said to you the other day because you yeah. know when we were doing uh, our um, uh, Blade Runner, oh no, yeah. Lambert uh, Alien, Alien thing. I said I'd, I'd watched the first couple of episodes, and we were talking about him, and he he's he, he's got quite a career in TV and film, and he was in Quite yeah. a Mass in the Pit, but I don't remember anyone no, acting like this. <laughs> you would think you, you'd notice it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you might. Uh, in my notes at this point, I've got. The commander may be senile. <laughs> That's not very, not very nice, is no. it? I tell you what's strange in this courtroom scene as well, yeah. as well as the uh, commander. It's odd to have a Doctor Who story where you've got a lot of children in it. Yes, yeah, children running about on the bridge. Because again, it was um, it was very difficult to have kids because you couldn't you couldn't really film for very long with them. There's lots and lots of rules about. So why kids. have them? What is the purpose yeah. of having children I think in it's, these scenes? It's to show that it's a generational ship. It's a I think oh. it's a, a very uh, a very sort of sci-fi idea that yeah, there's there's multi generations on this ship, um, which is weird because they're literally just leaving. They're, they're sort of leaving Earth, aren't they? They've yes. not, not got very far. They can still watch Earth on their uh, telly screens. Um, but then we meet proper our our adversary, which is the the Monoys, and we find out that they're mute. They're mute. They they, they communicate by this made up sign language. Yeah. it's I love this sign language. It's like something out of Monty Python, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, or carry on up the jungle, you know, when Sid's doing sign language to the the, the sadly blacked up yes. natives. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny, especially at this first scene. What the guy does this like, like horse trotting motion with his <laughs> arms. So like, what does that signify? Good grief! Yeah, good uh, grief! It's it's really good. Uh, yeah, and then we, then we we cut back to um, the TARDIS crew, and this is where we meet the elephant. Yes, um, and it, it's it is quite shocking because you see it in 
especially when you're watching the the, the DVD, because it, it's quite obviously to tell you can tell the difference between the studio stuff, which is on video, and film inserts. And when we first see the elephant, it's a filmed insert, mm. and you go, oh, okay, they've stock footage, phew. And then Hartnell wanders over, and they're touching it, and it's like, oh my god, it's actually there. Mm. Um, hopefully, it didn't behave like the blue Peter elephant. <laughs> poo on the floor you wouldn't see because you know there's an awful lot yeah. of foliage all, all that, the way that's why Hartnell didn't like it mm. you know it <laughs> might be shitting on the floor yeah he spots something that Dodo and Stephen haven't seen yet which is that there's no sky you've got yes. a steel sky haven't you it, isn't this lovely after doing New Who isn't it lovely that the Doctor comes out the TARDIS and works everything out with logic mm-hmm. rather than waving a sonic and looking at it and going, oh, it's the year 2028 and we're in a spaceship. He works it all out using basic logic that, that kids at the time could follow. Yes. And Hartnell's great in this. He's really... He, there's a couple of flubs. Wouldn't have it any other way, but he's really good in this. It's, it's some chunky stuff for him to do. But I love this, that, yeah, he works it out. And he, he's like they're saying, so, and he, go, he just pulls that bush back and goes, yeah, there's no sky. It's like, mm. you idiots haven't noticed. And um, then he realises the floor's vibrating as well, doesn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. And also, the direction on this show is is well ahead of its time, because we've got lots and lots of um, mirrored... Well, they look like crane shots, but, you know, it's going to be mirrored stuff. Mm. They just point the camera up slightly at a mirror. Because it was very difficult to move these cameras. Oh, they weighed a ton, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't zoom, you couldn't do anything really on them. But we get lots of nice, unusual uh, shots that keeps it all very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's a memorable old first episode. This yes, yeah. Um, I've never known the uh, uh, TARDIS alarm go off before because no. the alarm goes off, and apparently that's the TARDIS because the monoids are touching it. Yeah. Well, perhaps the Doctor finally set something up. Because in, in uh, first Doctor stories, a lot of times people creep up to the TARDIS and nick bits off of it, don't they? Like, yeah. you know, rights and that. Yeah. Perhaps he learned from that. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not having these bloody aliens touching my TARDIS. Yeah. I'll put an alarm on it. So that's when they're taken to see the commander. Yes. And they know from this barking mad bloke that they are on a spaceship... And the monoids came to Earth many years ago, refugees yeah. from their dying planet. Yeah, that's that's about all we get on the minute. We don't really, nope. we don't really learn that much more about them. But yeah, it's it's very interesting this because the, they immediately accept that these are time travelers. Mm, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, we we had some failed time experiments back in this year, and this is I don't know whether this will end up being like the furthest into the future we've gone on the old no not quite quite. almost though but certainly at this point in the program this was the furthest ahead they went and it's it's really good because they're talking about like segments of time and that everything that's happened in Doctor Who up to now it happened in like the the first calendar or something yeah yeah it's really and it 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 really adds some sort of gravity and, and you get the sense this is so far in the future um but yeah, they, the the commander and it's like, oh, you're time travellers, okay. And then, obviously, off screen, the doctor's telling them about the adventures they've just had, and he, he sort of reels off a few names. Like. But I, I, I sort of love this that we don't get half an episode of, I'm not going to trust these characters, mm. rah, 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 only to have to win them around. It's straight away. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're time travellers. That makes sense. Yeah, We've seen weirder. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's called the Commander. Yes, yeah. Well, I suppose that's it. If you work every day with him, <laughs> Hartnell turning up, you're going to go, oh, thank God, some normality here. Yes. Um, um, and he also says that their ship is on its way to Rediffusion yeah. 2. Or... Yeah, Rediffusion 2. Refusus 2. Yes, because um, now the Earth is dying. Th this is... I mean, it's not just... Because Alien Covenant basically uses this story as well, doesn't it? So I don't understand this in sci-fi where they go... We've 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 observed that there's an inhabitable planet. Our planet's dying, so we're going to just go there, even though we've never been there before. Don't know anything about it Don't apart from the audio recordings. Yeah, but I'm presuming the audio recordings they could listen and ha hear it called Refusus Two. Mm. Because how otherwise do they know that's what it's called? Because that's what the uh, the natives call it as they, well. They call themselves Refusions, yeah. don't they? Is, is it one of those really lucky coincidences, like the sea devils and the ice warriors, that, that the humans call it Refusus? just happens to be right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because yeah, all, all they know of the Refusions are that they are intelligences. Yes. That's all they know. Yeah. And, you know, one of the guys reckons that, that the Doctor and co. might be spies yeah. who can take over human bodies. Yeah, he's... This, this guy, I can't remember what his name is, but he, he's sort of the, the villainous character. There's... In this first episode, there's no real villains. Everyone's all right, but he's the one that he doesn't really trust them. He thinks that yeah, he thinks they're refusion spies, rediffusion spies. Um, but interestingly, they say they they've got seven hundred years left to go. Yes. On their trip, um, and then then they sort of show the Earth, and it's like, well, I wonder how long they've been travelling. See, that, that, that wasn't clear to me. I'm, that's my question at the end of episode one, is what's that planet? Um, but no, of course, this is Earth, isn't it? So they've only yes. just left, and they've got 700 years to go. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think they're that far out of, like, you know, the Earth. And, unless they're, they're so far in advance, their telescopes, you know, perhaps they, perhaps they could sort of see the planet refuses or something I don't, I don't know it's a bit a little bit confused but no um, one's been there have they no, nobody's no one, been no there one's at been all there. they're really chancing their arm on this yes yeah they, well they, they say turn up and it's you know full of dinosaurs well, or something. they've got no choice because they say that yeah. refusia is the only compatible planet it's the yeah. only place that they can go to so but we we've seen previously and after this that there's there's numerous inhabitable planets so is this are they so far so far ahead you know a hundred million years or whatever ahead of everything else we've seen that every other inhabited planet has gone it could be all the daleks yeah. have gone everyone's yeah. gone it might He's be literally the, the last life in the universe mm. is a man in an anti-fly curtain <laughs> off his trolley <laughs> off his tits um interesting the arc in space steals a lot from this, don't it? So, because we we see that the the entire Earth population has been miniaturized, yep. and and animals, expensive. all the yeah, animals, animals as well. yeah, very 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 arc in space, um, and, and unusually as well, we do get. I mean, there's there's lots of firsts in this. We get lots of shots of of the equipment and other rooms on television screens and that, and it yes. really, it really adds to sort of the scope of this program. Um, because normally the budget wouldn't stretch you anything like that. You just you, they would just tell it, wouldn't they? Go, yeah. Our 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 data banks, but this actually shows you. It's like oh, it's good. I like it. 
It was quite ahead of its time, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think this was, yeah, this was, this would have been, I think, held up as, look, look how advanced uh, this Doc 2 program is. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we then get, we, we get a, 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 a thing that happens. And I, I question this in Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan as well. In Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, after Khan attacks the Enterprise, for some reason, Scotty, instead of taking an injured crew member to the, the med bay, the sick bay, he takes it, this injured crew member to the bridge, which seems a bit silly. But they do the same here. They go, one of the monoids has got Dodo's cold, and they bring it onto the bridge. Mm. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Yep, yep. Infecting everybody, because the commander gets it as well, doesn't he? Um, yes. He's yeah. got this fever as well. And the well, doctor... Where... He gets he gets a fever fever and is weak and delirious when we're looking because at the beginning of ending of scenes he's like yeah I'm alright <laughs> oh I'm acting oh okay oh camera's yeah. on me yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. think he's not actually ill he's just fed up <laughs> he's milking this yeah he's he's going oh I'm ill he is very entertaining I must say he is he's superbly entertaining yeah. I miss him when he goes yes yeah. Um, and episode one ends with the Doctor realising what's up, but alas, he's overheard. Yes. Um, and they're taken away, and that's yeah. the end of episode one. Yeah, and again, a very, very ahead of its time, because we get that nice scene where the Doctor's sort of saying, have we been doing this all along? Uh, you know, at the beginning of the next episode, so he's sort of saying to Stephen, have we, uh, is this what's been happening? We've just been killing people all, all of our travels. Mm. And then he goes, no, 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 we... we we're usually quite healthy. It's like, well, phew. Yeah, yeah. Episode two, I've written section leader Clegg. Yes, yeah. Oh, I, I had forgot no he idea he was yeah. in this. He is totally wasted in it. He's not in it Mike, much, is yeah, he? Mike, Michael Sheard, um, he plays a very, very minor character of a doctor. Um, but it's nice to see him. And he's got hair. He has got hair. <laughs> he's got a bit of hair still going on. It's definitely think, him, though. Yeah, this was his first appearance in Doctor Who, I think, wasn't it? Uh, I, I can't. I can't think of him being um, being here before. This this is weird as well, though, isn't it? This this because this episode is called the plague, and it's all about this uh, voracious virus that's going about. It it's suddenly become very uh, contemporary, hasn't it? Yes. Post COVID, I'm watching this with new eyes. Going, oh bloody hell! We should have had masks like our section masks, leader yeah. Clegg is wearing. Uh, a question for you: There's a monoid there, yeah, as well. Wearing it over his we're, eye. Wearing it over his eye. So, um, yeah. So it's like, what do they have mouths? I don't. Re I didn't realise that later on there is an inference where their mouth is. But it's yes. like, but he's wearing a mask over his eye, isn't he? I, it, it certainly looks that way to me. I mean, we. Because, yeah, we get lots of shots later on of hinting that they're eating and drinking. We never get a shot of them, actually. No, they turn you know, away, don't they? Yeah, so, but presumably somewhere around that area there's a mouth as well. So it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So there's a dead monoid, and he's put onto the back of this rather ropey-looking electric yeah. cart. Because you can see there's a bit of uh, plywood missing off the side of it yeah. as it drives away. It's, um, it's another one of those uh, in a long line of Doc 2 vehicles where it would be quicker to walk. Yes. You know, especially yeah. when they're reversing it. And it's like, yeah, it's not moving, is it? It's no. I'll tell you what I was very surprised about and wasn't expecting, but there's a very uh, alien Kane-style yep. ejection. Uh, do you know what? I've got this written down, very alien burial in space. Now, interestingly, 
at this point, Ridley Scott was a BBC designer. He was, yes. Um, and he was meant to work on Doc 2. So there is every chance in the world that he would have seen this or even, you know, spoken to the guys that did it. Yeah. It's so close, isn't it? It's, it is It is yeah, amazingly uncanny. close. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is in 66. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, a few years before. So, yeah, we've got a trial now because one of the humans has died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There wasn't going to be a trial all the while. It was just monoids dying. But now now a human's died. They're going to be put on trial and they are found guilty and are going to be ejected into space. Yes, it's quite... uh, He's he's quite a bloodthirsty sort of prosecutor, this guy. Um, Yeah, I thought that was weird. That it's like, now that one of us has died, it's like, oh, you racist, you. But no wonder the monoids... uh, not happy mm. um but yeah he 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 basically wants to eject them straight away into space but the commander from his sick bed <laughs> he's hilarious <laughs> um he sort of says no 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 give him give him a chance uh, and the doctor's like you know if he if they can cure me if the doctor can cure the commander then well no he says if he can cure steven then they they can't have been responsible for it. there's a weird bit of logic there yeah um, but the the doctor then yeah they let the doctor uh, work his medical knowledge on Stephen. I'm not sure about this. I'm I'm not hundred percent convinced that if you've got a high temperature fever that you you're meant to make people warmer. Mm. I don't know. Also, he's using membranes from animals. Yes, yeah, animal membranes. Animal, animal membranes. Mm. This this is also another. Very unusual thing for Doctor Who, and a, certainly a first for the programme, and possibly, up to recent Who, uh, an only example. We get a montage. Yes. We never get montages in Doctor Who. No, no. As you say, this story yeah. is, is full of firsts, and it that's is. another one. It's so ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, and oh, Zen- Zentos. I think that's the, uh, the, the bully boy's name. Oh, right. I, I've got in my notes, I've put Zentos is a twat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I presume that's him. <laughs> um, another first for this story and for yeah. the show is this is the first time we see the destruction of the Earth. Yes, yeah. It's quite a nice effect as well. Because they're, they're saying that the, the sun is expanding and it will, it will burn the Earth in its path. And that effect they use um, is pretty good, I think. Mm. You know, not, not the normal firecracker in a ping pong ball that we get when planets are destroyed. Um, it actually looks like waves of heat are yeah. burning it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. really good. Um, I've now written Doctor and Co. say their goodbyes. A, yeah. there's two episodes to go. Yeah. I was wondering what you would make of this. I, I thought, I went, will you think, oh, it must be a two-parter. But no, it says four episodes on the case. Yeah, I knew it was a four-episode yeah. one. Um, yeah. yeah, so they leave in the TARDIS, but they arrive back in the same place. Yeah. And this is great because Doc, Doctor Who, for being a time travel show, very rarely uses time travel as an element. It's literally a way of just getting to a plot, isn't it? And this, this is, this, yeah, this is amazing. So they, as they're saying their goodbyes, the, the, they, they look up and um, the, the, the crew of the Ark are, go, are building a statue, and it's a, it's a, like they're doing it all by hand and it's going to take 700 years so they won't see the end of it but this statue is super important and then when they when the TARDIS crew leave and they come back things look a bit weird like there's leaves on the floor now but then they look up at the statue and it, it the camera pans up and it's a instead of being a humanoid 
or human. It's a monoid. See, I wasn't. It's a great, ex- yeah. I wasn't expecting that because, yeah, um, Dodo, I think, says, "Oh, look, they finished the statue." It yeah. must be 700 years later, and it's like, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good very, way of conveying clever, it. Yeah. But then the yeah, camera can... pines up, and it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I wondered if on these first two episodes you might have been thinking, what the hell is Ian on about? These are not adversaries. These are friendly creatures. And it was like, ooh. Because in the first two episodes, the monoids are, are buddies with them, aren't they? Yes, so, yeah, yeah. But I had seen that clip of the gesticulating yeah. one, so... Um, I knew something was up, but I wasn't expecting that for an ending. That is a brilliant cliffhanger ending. Yeah, it's great. It's one. It's one of the the true great cliffhanger endings. And I say, but there's you never see it on anything. You never. No one ever mentions it. No. Oh. Um, which is a great shame. It should yeah, be mentioned. I think so. It's. it's I think the serial is, is really, really clever. Yeah, um, and so should the commander. But, of course, the commander's gone now because everybody yes. we've seen in the first two episodes yeah, are now dead. Dead, you know? yeah. Which All is, again, dead. quite a shock. And it, it's a shame because I, I do think the the first two episode crew were a bit more interesting than the second half crew. Well, well the, the first half of yeah. this is far more interesting than the last two yes. episodes. Yeah. It most it, definitely is a game of two halves, this. Yeah, it does, it does now devolve a little bit into the rebels versus fascists type storyline. It's still got a few interesting points in it. Um, but yeah, the first two episodes are by far the strongest. Yeah. Um, which, which is a shame, but it, I think it's, by this point, it's got it's got your goodwill, hasn't it? So yes, go, oh, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. And we've got another HG Wells that I wasn't expecting because now the Guardians are basically the Eloy, yeah, and the Monoids are the Morlocks. The yeah, yeah, you're the right. Monoids very, are in charge. Very HG Wells idea uh, that yeah, the uh, the working class have risen up uh, and are now horrible. They're, they're not treating the uh, the gentry like they should. No, which was a very HG Wells weird idea. Um, but uh, yeah, so the the monoids got a bit fed up with being slaves and being treated like crap, and it was the uh, it was the the disease, the dodo's cold, that uh, they don't quite explain why, but this was the 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 event that triggered the rebellion. Yeah, they say the cold yeah. mutated, which yeah. sapped the will of yeah. the humans. And turn them into Eloy, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they've become a bit, a bit fey and a bit. Eh. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm guessing the reason the the monoids can talk is it is 700 years later, and yeah. they've evolved a little bit further. Yeah, I think so. Well, they've got the. Well, uh, they've got the, that thing on their yeah. chest. Yeah, which does. I mean, fair dues. The prop guys have done this thing where, but it's manually operated to show whether they're talking or not. And sometimes the actors remember to do it. Yeah. And sometimes they don't. But yeah, they. They, they've now got voices, um, very, very, uh, very, very sort of common Dalek-esque voices. Um, and of course, it's Roy Skelton, isn't it? As yes, yeah. Monoid number one. Yeah, it's. They've all got a bit of character as well, but it's it's the character they've got is quite uh, cliched, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We have to say. And oh my goodness! Oh dear! Uh, um. As I say, I've seen a clip of these monoids, but monoid number one, all this 
hand acting. Yes, that was a lot doing. of hand acting in from these two great. episodes. I'm yeah. reminded of in um, uh, Monty, Monty Python, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, where yes. um, you know Michael Palin. It says hysterical laughter, then yeah. hysterical acting, and he's doing that yeah. real over the top hand gestures. It's it exactly the same. Yes, yeah. It'd be great if we found out it was Michael Palin under that <laughs> costume. Um, we get another first, another first that knew who definitely picks up on is um, they say, why did you come back? And Stephen says, we didn't make that decision, the TARDIS did. Mm. That's the first of the uh, the TARDIS is vaguely sentient and is making a lot of the choices here. Right. Which, again, very ahead of its time. Yeah. Doesn't really get picked up for quite a while, that. But, yeah, interesting. There's something coming up in a minute which will negate something in New Who, but I'll mention that when yeah. we get there. Um, they still don't know. 700 years later, they still don't know what the refusions look like. No. Um, so one is well, going to send an advance party. Yeah, w- weirdly, um, there, there's not many photos of the refusions. I wonder why. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so, he's gonna, he's gonna, he wants to send an advance party. Because they're almost there, aren't they? We were at the end of the 700 years. Yes. They're, all, they're almost there. Um, but the, we start getting some Machiavellian villainous plotting so the the monoids number one uh he want he's not going to take the humans with him and uh, he's gone to the point of uh he's set up a, a bomb to destroy the humans but he doesn't want really want to risk the monoids going to that refusion planet in case they're hostile so bizarrely decides to send the doctor and and dodo yeah doctor dodo a guardian and monoid yeah. number two Yes, I sent down. Not bad effects. It's it's pretty good. No, the no, effects, pre- are, yeah, uh, pretty pretty good. The, the ship uh, landing and the everything. The ship landing, launching. The the door section on the ship is is actually, you know, it's got a bit of mechanics to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it, it's definitely definitely uh, ahead of its time. Um, Stephen gets sent bizarrely to the security kitchen. The security. <laughs> yes. What the hell? <laughs> I I'm not entirely sure what that's the thing, but yeah, evidently. They they keep the humans alive because they they quite like to have their food made for them. The monoids, which is the most bizarre sort of thing going. Um, but again, some great effects when they're doing the the uh, instant food for Doctor Who. That's a great effect. Yeah, that's not I mean, bad for yeah. for first Doctor. Exactly. Yeah, it, it works really well. I think. Yeah. Um, and then we learn that um, because the the ship wasn't called the Ark, but Dodo had christened it the Ark and no one had ever heard of that no. but the name has stuck and now they're using the name the Ark mm, yeah um, down on the planet they leave the launcher and something invisible yes gets on board is this the first invisible monster we've had in Doctor um, Who is this is this after Dalek's master plan yes it's after Dalek's oh, master right, plan okay. so yeah so we've had We've had um, what the hell were they called? The des- they were on the planet Desperus or something, weren't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember. Um, so yeah, so I don't know whether this was a budget saving thing um, or what, but yeah, we get we get an invisible. It could creature. be because, as you say, if they spent all the money on yeah. hiring the animals, it yeah. could be they'd just got- run out of. What we're we gonna we're we gonna make the costume for these refusions? How much money we got? Oh, make them invisible. Mm. Um, I, at first, I thought the voice for this guy. I thought, oh, it's Valentine Dial, but it's not. It's just someone sounding very much yeah, like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah. but but yeah so so the reason weirdly this this is where it gets a bit weird the refusions know that the earth people are coming yes and they're quite friendly so they've built them castles to live yes. in how do they know what a castle is because they say don't we know. don't use buildings like yeah. this yeah they there was a there was a space accident what do they call it? A galaxy accident or something? Oh, I've got it written um, down somewhere yeah, in a minute. It was, it was, it was very techno babble. Oh um, no, it was uh, a solar flare. They're invisible because it? of a solar flare. They can't even see each other. I've put. Yeah, that's it. So they're they're basically they've become the um, the Krell, haven't they? They're, they're, yeah. They're total thought creatures. Um, but yeah, they've built built these um, castles for the humans. But they weren't aware that the monoids had, uh, had taken over the ship. So I don't know. Have they have they been communicating in this seven hundred years? It doesn't appear to be. No. But how do they know this stuff? I do not know. Um, the next moment, um, I was stunned by, and I actually had to rewind it twice. So I actually watched it three times. The next oh, bit, right. because okay. that's when two monoid number two mutters something about not taking as long as you think. To which Dodo asks. Are you up to something? And <laughs> two kind of like looks at the guardian, then backs to Dodo and goes, "Uh, no." Yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> like he's not—he's not the sharpest uh, knife in the, in the drawer. That is was he, fantastic. Obviously. I had to yeah. rewind it twice and watch it again. This, uh, no. But, but we've had this before in the Heart of Time. I love the fact that the villains have personality they get like you know with the the dalek the yeah some of the early that. daleks yeah yeah i, I love this yeah it's it's a good scene because yeah it's like uh, oops <laughs> what have i said i've spoken too much it's it's great and then how can someone that's only got a ping pong ball eye look sheepish <laughs> fair dues to the acting yeah, yeah. You would never get a, uh, a a character trait like this in New Who. You would never get no. an adversary acting like this, would you? No, not not at all. And I love it that they, these are that they wrote these things as as actual creatures, and you know they might not be the most convincing, but they they've got personality. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, two two then kills the guardian, doesn't he? Yes. The, the guy, and then tries to take off, and the ship go boom boom. Yep. <laughs> it's it's quite a nice shot, but it's like, oh, bloody hell. Mm. Two's dead. Because we, we were sort of getting to know him, weren't we? It's like, well, he's gone. Before, ah, but before he, he's blown up and before he kills the Guardian, that's when they go to that crappy painting of a castle. Yes. And, yeah, because two wants you know the refusions to reveal themselves he's going to smash oh, all the brilliant. vases yes. in the place yeah he's he's like uh, uh, show yourselves and they're not and he goes well i will destroy your stuff and he, he throws a couple of cheap plastic vases on floor <laughs> and this this makes the refusions go stop <laughs> don't destroy any more of our plastic vases the nearest pound land is miles away <laughs> um yeah it, it's quite funny um and that's inside, when he blows yeah, up that's when he blows up. The inside of this castle doesn't really look like a castle, does it? It looks like a 1960s front room. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Okay, so that's end of episode three, yeah, episode when, three. when it looks like the Doctor and Dodo might be stranded yeah. on this planet forever. Yes, and this is flying by, isn't it? I was watching this. Yeah. Like, Bloody hell, another episode ended. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And episode four, that's the clip that I've seen where you've yes. got one gesticulating going on about we shall prepare for the main landings with lots of pointing up at the sky yeah. as he's doing so yeah lo lots and lots of mime action um, 
Because of course the actors weren't doing the voices, as you said. It's it's Roy Skelton sat off screen. Yes. Talking into a microphone. Um, so these guys were, you know, doing basically silent film acting, and it shows a bit. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh yeah. boy! Yeah. Um, so one and three leave in one launcher. The other launchers have got the rest of the monoids, and also you know the monoids that have been shrunk down to be yes. uh, grown once they're down on the planet while Stephen and the other guardians they're searching for the bomb we know that the bomb is in the head of the statue yes. don't we yes they uh, uh, they overheard this um, so they yeah Steve, Stephen and the uh, the remaining guardians are trying to find it um, but yeah, the mo- the monoids have started to argue amongst themselves, haven't they? They're starting. To we get, get a little action. civil war starting, yeah. don't we? Yeah, it's it's quite violent in its own sort of shuffling way. way. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't really have too much of a war when your your adversaries can't really walk properly. No, and we've got that. We, we haven't said, but they've got these heat weapons, yes, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Mm. Bit yeah, of HG could, Wells as well. That's a yeah, war of the heat, worlds. Yeah, the heat ray. Yeah, these these weapons can hurt or kill, and yeah, they uh, they set it to kill, and they're just they're just killing each other, and it's quite quite a a, a well shot little battle, um, quite a bit of action for Doctor Who, because normally, you know, battles don't, especially studio battles, don't work too well, but they they luckily they've switched to film, and this is all pre-recorded. Yes. Uh, battle stuff so you can uh, it looks like a lot of monoids when we know there's only like three costumes yeah well you say pre-recorded episode yeah. four here was a first for doctor who in that it was filmed out of sequence wasn't it ah, right. the first time ever in doctor yeah. who's history yeah. it was actually filmed out of sequence i think one of the last scenes uh was one of the first to be shot it's completely right. out of order um, yeah, which, is, which is definitely unusual for early who because uh, yeah, basically they were filmed in order yeah. as as live plays, basically. Yeah. yeah. So one quells the <coughs> revolt. That's yes. when the uh, some of the guardians arrive, and uh, the Doctor and Dodo are freed, and they let Stephen know where the bomb is. Yeah. And I don't understand this next bit because the refusion, the invisible refusion, is with them, and somehow manages to lift the statue. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how big the refusions were, or whether they're saying, like the crowd, that they, you know, that because they're mind power, they can do whatever they want. But yeah. Oh, it's it, with their mind. It could, oh, okay. Yeah. And he, but yeah, that he somehow lifts the statue. Again, nice little model sequence, mm. and they eject it into space just quick enough that it then blows up and doesn't take the ship with them. Um, yeah, it's, it, again, quite quite a nice little effect sequence for. I mean, they don't, it doesn't hold up to modern scrutiny, these effects, but for Doctor Who at this point, yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, no, they're all right, yeah. And uh, the story ends with the Refusions will accept the Guardians to go and yes. live down on the planet as long as they've got to live together with the Monoids. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of, yeah, well, you, c- you can come and live in our back garden, but you're going to get on with the Monoids because you've mistreated them. We'll get a little sort of speech from the Doctor where, you know, He's sort of saying that yeah, your your ancestors mistreated them. You've got to get on that sort of thing. Nice, nice little ending. Um, yeah, and then uh, for about the third time in this uh, story, the Doctor gets on that little train thing. Um, and, yeah, leaves. 
and off they go. And then it ends proper with uh, Dodo. I didn't realise this, but Dodo yeah. at the end when she's changed her outfit, that is the very first appearance of a miniskirt on British TV. Really? Mm -hmm. It was Dodo wearing it. And uh, and the doctor first. promptly turns invisible, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. And this is uh, yeah, this is the run into the celestial toilet. Yes, yes, yep, yep, yep. It's, I I always forget with Hartnell's that they just blended into the next story. Mm. It always catches me, especially because like on the early VHS releases, they would edit that bit out. Oh, did they? Yeah, they would take that those bits off. Oh. So, yeah, it, but I like I like seeing, I like this I like this era where it was like it was one continuous series. Yeah, so even the yeah stories. even the end of a story ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, a cliffhanger, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the story, and it's a it's a really really enjoyable little romp. Yeah, I um, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I, d I don't enjoy it as enough to put it on my top ten. No, but no. But, um, um, but there are because there are other William Hartnells that I would go to, like you say. Um, but no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a good Dodo story. I, I really like Dodo. I, I, it's a shame a lot of their stuff doesn't seem to be uh, is, is missing. But yeah, I, I I think she's a she's a much much better actress than um, than Caroline Ford. Yeah, but she, she she wasn't given any uh, favours because no. you know they that they set up the character in a certain way because she was meant to have odd vocal inflections, yeah. wasn't she? That kept constantly changing, and then they decided no, she can't have Cockney, she can't have this, she can't yeah. have her natural Mancunian. She's got to speak proper English, and the reason she's wearing that outfit is because there was meant to be a quirk of her personality when she always would always wear a. A, a new outfit and it would be slightly off kilter and not suitable for whatever time period they were in yeah which is there's still hints of this aren't it like the outfit and that and because because like when she's introduced um at the end of the last story um she's you got a very broad mancunian accent and then in this story it's sort of some scenes it's there and some scenes it's not and uh, at one point she says she says okay to the doctor and the doctor goes what did you say yeah she goes okay and he goes well, i'm going to have to teach you better english than that and it's like it's a bit harsh <laughs> she mm. only said okay but yeah there's there's hints at what could have been but you're right they immediately she just becomes contemporary girl yeah yeah and everyone said there was a lot of you know certainly caroline ford complained about it that they, they would create these characters that had really interesting stories and then immediately go, nah, stuff that. Mm. So weird. Why go to the bother of it? Yeah, it didn't do her any favours. No, certainly mm. not. But I, I do enjoy her performance. Stephen's great in this as well. Yes. He gets quite quite a chunky bit to do. Um, I think the monoids are entertaining, but yeah, I, yeah. I can see why they've never come back because yeah. what are you going to do with them? They've served yeah. their purpose. I think, I think you could. it could be a creature that you could update, but... Yeah, but what yeah, would the goal I, be? They're not, they're not trying to, yeah. they're, they're not villains in in the sense that they want to take over the universe. No, no, all, they just, think. it's like they've been treated badly, so now they're going to treat you badly, is fair mm. enough? Yeah. I, I think they're quite justified, to be honest. Yeah. And, yeah. They're, and they're not that awful, they just make people make a lot of mashed potato. I don't think that's a bad, <laughs> a bad punishment, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Earth Date then. Yes. Um, the doctor says far in the future <laughs> yeah 10 million years he yeah. he reckons approximately 10 million years well if i look down our chart here we've got 
the year 2,000,000, 1,985, uh, the yeah. sixth doctor uh, was on the earth when it was called Ravalox. Ravalox yeah. So in the year 2,000,000, it's moved to somewhere else in the galaxy, yeah. but in the year 10,000,000, it's come back again. Yeah, well, I'm hoping the time lords saw a bit of uh, a bit of compassion and went, oh, let's just yeah. it. should we put it back? Yeah, come on then. But then again, also, this is 10 million years in the future and the Earth's destroyed, but in yeah. the end of the world, that's yeah, in the year that 5 set? billion. Ah, okay. So I'd, I'd much rather have this end of the world than that one. Because we, di we didn't get any Britney Spears in this one, did we? We didn't see... We didn't see Hartnell gurn into Britney Spears. No, no that, that's something would, I... Would you want to see that? That's something we, we, we can live without. Yeah, I, I can live without that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, on behind the scenes, yep, we've already said it's the first story to be set in Earth's really, really far future, yeah. and the first to show the planet's destruction. Uh, this, is, this story is the uh, first one to be by a female writer. No because she wrote it with Paul Erickson. Ah, but, get this right, um, Leslie Scott was Paul Erickson's wife. Okay. okay. A bit of nepotism going on. That's exactly what's happening, because she's credited as co-writer, but she didn't work on any of the scripts. And Paul said later, this is a quote from him, for why he shared on-screen writing credit with her, it, and make of this what you will. It was a personal arrangement I had with her, which was my own personal business at the time. The circumstances went into history. I need say no more than that. So basically, fraud. Yes. <laughs> it's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. There was a personal arrangement. Mm, I, I'm thinking tax reasons. Or just to keep her happy. Yeah. I don't know. It could be, yeah. Give her a bit of money. Yeah, that is fraud, though, isn't it? You never take me anywhere. Oh, I'll let you. I'll let you be a doctor writer. Oh, All right then. You yeah. would say you're right to that. I would. Yeah. 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 Um, the monoids then, yes. designed by Daphne Dare. She had done a lot of designing um, from the beginning of the show up to '66. This must have been one of her later ones, and built by those freelance uh, uh, father and son team of Jack and John Lovell. Yep. All right, and the, the wigs are made out of yak hair. Ooh. That's real hair, yak hair. All right. It's strange, isn't it? Some of the wigs are, are, are black or dark, yes. and some are, are, are a lot lighter. Yeah. It's fine. Again, individualism. Yes, yeah. Okay, all right, that's that. So um, design, then, of the monoids. Let's talk about the design. Yeah. If you looked at the photo, <coughs> a, full, a full frontal. Yeah, a full frontal uh, mm. of a monoid. Would it get you going? Probably not. Um, I, I can admire what the design, the effort was. Um, I think it's it, it's got some good ideas. The legs mm, don't quite work. We've said that. Um, so I, I'm going to give it, for design, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Six and I think they tried to do something different. Yeah. I gave it a seven for everything that you said. Um, <coughs> Uh, the feet do let it down, yeah. But it, it's it's quite ambitious, isn't it? Uh, that that's the word, ambitious. Now, w was it sensible to try and do so? I think this is one of those ones where the ambition on this rivals that of the web planet. 
I think this is possibly more successful in its execution. Yeah. Nobody else has, has done this thing of having an eyeball in a no, mouth, no. have no, they? I, I think it's Not quite since. clever. And, and it does work. Yeah, it it does. Work. And also, there's a bit of a Planet of the Apes thing in that the, uh, the eyelids, uh, the operating eyelids, are being... Uh, moved by the actor's mouth opening yeah. and closing, much like you know the the Planet of the Apes masks open yeah. and uh, up and down right. because it's joined to it. Yeah. I think if if they'd have at the time they just couldn't really do proper thin latex that. But can you imagine? So instead of just having the the it being made up that you had eyelids stuck on the lips, it 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 could have worked really really well. Mm. I think it does work. You know. It, but yeah, fair dues to them for trying it. Trying something different rather than just... Yeah. I mean, I, can you imagine... It, they're never going to do something like that in Star Trek, are they? They're just going to stick another lump on someone's forehead. Yes, you would never have got yeah. this in, no. in Star Trek. So that's 6.75 for design. Yeah. Uh, how effective I really like them as an actor. I, I, for all the things we've said, they've got personality... The eye works weirdly. The, the 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 wig, I'm not so sure, but you go okay. Um, so for for effectiveness, I, I'm going to go up to an eight. An I eight. like them. <clears throat> All right. Um, I mean, yeah, I like them. I like the I, I, I like the moving eyeball and everything. Yeah. I don't like the waddling of of them and no. the OTT hand gestures. Um, I wonder why they didn't allow them to have legs. I don't know. Thought was there. It's really weird, isn't it? Mm. It yeah. is, yeah. So I stayed at a seven. That's All right. So that's uh, seven and a half. So I just add them two together and divide by two. Has, uh, there, has there been an eagle moss of them? I can't, I can't, I can't remember, remember seeing that. one. No. I can't see one. All right, that, that, that rounds up to 7.1. They have an adversary rating yeah. of 7.1. Have we got it? Oh, we have no 7.1. Oh, wow. Another oh, no. first. No, no, oh. no, no, no. I'll tell you what. No, I, it's 7.125. All right. Okay. So if you round that five up to make it 7.13, we have got a 7.13. So oh, okay. I'm going to stick them in 7.13. All right. Fair so they they, they're not alone. Now, are they going to be subservient slaves or are they going to be masters of the caravan? We have got Soul Deed. Oh, well, they, they've gone well with extravagant over-the-top hand gestures. You imagine conversation between Soldied and number one. Oh, my goodness. Cool. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. That would be panto time. Yeah. Uh, the Krause. Okay, Those yeah. rhino creatures. Rhino yeah, and then the Moonbase Cybermen. That's not a bad caravan to me, and I don't think. Didn't know Cybermen have hand gestures. Did they do hand gestures? No, or is they, that they, more they... Revenge of the Cybermen, isn't it? I think... Yeah, I think it's more revenge, and then we get to the 80s side men, which we haven't covered. They do a lot of hand right. gestures. Right, okay. Um, it would have been nice if... I know we haven't done him yet, because he might. Wouldn't it be nice if the Monoids ended up with Scaroth? I, I don't know. I, I can sort of see Scaroth being higher than 7.13. Oh, yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah... Very enjoyable story. Not on my mm. top ten, but is it on no, your top ten? No, I don't... It, it, it's enjoyable, but it's not. I don't. I, yeah, I just. It's probably just outside the top ten, but it's yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not going to displace the stuff I've already got in there. Okay. But I think if if anyone's not seen it, it's worth tracking down to watch. Mm. Um, mm. I think you'll you'll enjoy it. 
I certainly enjoyed it more than I enjoyed uh, the Legend of the Sea Devils. I mean, it's, it was six ninety nine off of Amazon, yeah, and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's us done. Uh, yep, that's us done. All done. So, Ooh. yep, we're, we're, we'll move on to uh, Doctor no, Number Two. Yes, and yes, it's my, your choice, isn't it? My yeah. choice, and yeah. so that means uh, I've got to give you a clue. Oh, go on. Um, this is a bit of a dreamy tale. Oh, is it the uh, um, mind robber? It most certainly is. Oh, the one where Jamie takes a holiday. Yes, this is this is another uh, another one of firsts, isn't it? This story. I'm mm. quite familiar. Are you? You're yes. With yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, rather okay, trippy, isn't it? Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very 60s. Mm. Um, but, oh, good, I think, oh, we see we're starting strong, I think. Yes. Who's the adversary? Is it going to be the master or some of the I think I think we'll go with the master. I don't know, because it's a long time since I've seen it. The mm. master's definitely the main adversary, but let's just see if there's... Yeah. Like those yeah. that, that, those wind-up soldiers don't really do much, do they? No, they are good. And also, of course, we've got the carcass, the superhero from the... 21st century telepress and that's Christopher Robbie who who's the uh, cyber leader from Revenge mm, mm. so will he be as good in this will he will there be lots of hands on hip acting <laughs> I think there might all right um, okay so yeah mind robber it is all right good stuff oh, I look forward to that okay all right then folks uh yep yeah, join us then for that one then nice one all right thanks then see you then bye-bye Bye.